Adam Jamail. And I'm Aaron Schroeder. That is right. And this is the Quack 12 Podcast, the most official, unofficial Oregon Ducks sporting podcast on the web. Footosphere. Footosphere. There you go. Good job. And Aaron, <laughs> I got to watch something so, so sweet. So just absolutely heartwarming. So touching. Uh, I bet I know where this is going. I got to watch the Washington Huskies. Yes. Yeah. Not just lose, Woo. but lose in embarrassing fashion Woo. to my Michigan Wolverines. And it was touching. It was beautiful. Was it embarrassing? I want it to be embarrassing. In reality, I don't think. I mean, it was like it was, a col- it was a total collapse for sure. Yeah. But it kind of felt like it literally felt like all the magic that they like all these little things that would just like what made that team amazing just like i can't believe all these things are clicking into place at the perfect moment to win a football game it just didn't happen this right time. but it was it was, kind of was close i mean it was a one score so, game for so many drives right and something just clicked in my head is that mm-hmm. with Penix's injury whatever it is something to the side that's for sure that makes it sound something like how Hithleday was talking, where he felt like something was off. I think a lot of people did. I mean, you would just you watch him play throughout these games, and there was a lot of like grimacing, holding I, on side. I really hope he did not destroy his body to such a degree. End of statement. I guess really, I hope he's not. I mean, Jesus Christ, you don't play. I mean, you play through that, right? Because it's football. Mm. But at the same time, it's like, bro, bro, well, is, this, is this that important? That you're separate leg injuries too before he got to Washington. So it's kind right. of amazing. I mean, yeah, like that he got through it. I mean, he, he reached the pinnacle. So football. my thoughts on that game were I kind mm. of wish Washington would have won. Obviously, I do live in Seattle. Yeah. So it's better when people. Yeah. If you can give Seattleites a reason to be happy, you're better off. You know what I mean? It's like Seahawks won. What more could you use? Ooh, sure, they're not. But I mean, they're off, not really but... winning, are they? <laughs> <laughs> they're smoking cigars in the locker room. So what's the difference? Um, but anywho, no, so, I, I was. Yeah. Anyways, but yeah, so. watching that game. Uh, also watching that game, though. Watching the way. Michigan dominated the Huskies running and the way they stayed on top of their receivers. Mm -hmm. It did enlighten me a bit more on like, right. Well, those are two things we didn't do. I definitely think Michigan's So it opened is better and but and that but also you're not the only one the only duck fan to be like i'm watching them dominate in a run game and i just kind of wish maybe we would have stuck with maybe in that first game well lucky a little more and that but second it was, game, jordan james a little more but it also made me feel better because mm. i was like well had we beat the huskies and gotten to this game yeah 
they might have done the exact same thing to us. And so I prefer to be the Huskies to take that bullet. So thank you, my dogs. I will for say taking man, our bullet. <laughs> I forget is Schadenfreude. I know it's like taking joy in the in the torment or the you know like displeasure of others. I always forget if it's if it's just that simple or if it is something like and they're close to you or something because the Huskies they're not our friends. But I got so much joy, so much just i savored this loss so hard to an unhealthy <laughs> level I had yeah so many friends you were not just hits before the game <laughs> well because it was like the other option is washington wins and what what may be our best season like best team on paper gets robbed this perfect opportunity to get our first natty and instead our our most hated rival gets one. It's sure. it's a hard pill to swallow. So instead, but I get to just watch them finally lose. Finally, these breaks not fall. But them, you know? the Huskies would have brought the championship to the Pac-12. True, but the Pac-12 dead. And yeah, exactly. Which is why it would have been a hilarious B, yeah, a perfect movie ending because. We fucking got one, baby, and then and then they destroyed us. You know what yeah. I mean? So yeah. there's no. But I'm super stoked for Michigan <laughs> to have it. Honestly, I could go either way on that game. I thought it was fun until it wasn't, and then yeah. it became like, okay, well, this is pretty much over. You don't, yeah, you don't do that. You don't keep going three and out. No joke. And we'll we'll talk about these a little dude more. and losing um, yards and yeah, we'll get into it. A little, a little pepper here. Uh, uh, I don't know why I said that. Um, Aaron, I've talked about this game a little bit, but you have not yet. I just wanted to. Do you have any thoughts? I have. I'm a man of few words. I'm a man of few words. But Oregon Liberty. Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I got a couple thoughts. Okay. Is it about Jerry's Jokers? No. Those are those are the Liberty fans that were dressed as no. a Joker on the sideline. No, and they I call see. themselves Jerry's okay. Jokers, as in Jerry Falwell's Jokers. Okay. <laughs> Do I have thoughts on that game? Yes. Am okay. I going to discuss them on the air in a sports <laughs> podcast? No. That's wise. Dude. You got so here's what so here's what I do have to say <laughs> about this game because uh I have opinions yeah but I don't want to get in them okay because I'm in Smart. too good a mood so Smart. here's what I'm gonna say 61 starts 152 mm-hmm. touch down somethings mm-hmm. 1286 completions. Mm. 15,352 passing yards. Holy cow. Thank you, Bo Nix. Thank you, Bo Nix. <laughs> Absolutely. It was, it is. Adam, we yeah. were 28 for 35, 363 yards <laughs> for five touchdowns, I believe, to five different players. That's right. That's right. He broke he broke the record. Uh uh Marcus Mariota's, I believe, passing touchdowns in a single season. And um 
something else. I totally forgot. I think yards, right? Uh, I know. I know. He also broke. This is the big one, obviously. Completion percentage in a season. And I love how that was the drama of the game at the end. Like, mm-hmm. oh, he missed one pass. Now he's going to make three passes. And they would just <laughs> be little shovel passes, basically, just to get the numbers up. It was just a complete freaking beatdown. Couldn't yeah. have happened to a nicer group of people, um, well, certainly. I mean, sorry that they took so many L's on January 6th this last time. But, uh, you know, uh, January 1st is not a day that they'll remember fondly either. Aaron, yo, before Hith gets in here, we yep. got a little while. I we gotta talk quacks ball. We just okay, gotta... but really quick. Yes, yes, yes. I did. Oh God, I really wanted to make this video. I didn't make the video, <laughs> so I just want to tell you the video that I wanted to make, which is okay. that if you want to talk about the most anticlimactic endings of all time, what you do is you send out your senior quarterback who's leaving to go to the NFL, we presume, mm-hmm. uh, out for one more play so that he can get <laughs> his, his fucking big O. Yeah. Uh, and then you get a flag. Yeah, that was, that was funny. <laughs> I just love how undramatic that second half was. It was just so, Oregon just figure it out like, what I wanted to do was in the first play, I was going to put the Titanic theme song underneath it, but then have the flag interrupt it. There you go. And then when it starts again, like kick the music back up again, but with Celine singing, I thought that would be oh, really funny. We could have gone viral, Aaron. We could have gone My viral. My last post just went viral. Speaking of which, the viral sensation that is... Oh boy, I thought you were rapping. All right, Aaron, good yeah, news God. or bad news? Sorry, <laughs> bad news first. Rip. Bad news first. Okay, women's basketball, Aaron. Yeah, that's what um, I thought it would be. I'm seeing some valiant efforts i'm seeing some individual good play um i'm also seeing the worst oregon women's basketball in the kelly graves era yeah but we got to get past that part of it so we just got to look at the goods how's our defense baby defense is actually doing pretty like that is the notable thing at least okay that's what we wanted to be okay we simply well okay we went against two really freaking good teams this weekend Mm -hmm. Uh, The L.A. schools, number two, UCLA, and Mm -hmm. number nine, USC. Okay. So, obviously, yeah, those are big, big challenges. And then it got way worse when we found out basically one of the only people scoring on our team, Chance Gray. Uh Uh-huh. She was out due to concussion protocol. (sighs) I know. Jeez. Yeah. And that that just tanked us, basically. You know, the lady who's playing, you know, kind of in a role where she's not, she'd be excelling at a different spot. Uh, she's playing at point guard, but now she's out. So now really it's like, okay. And uh, against UCLA, we just got really exposed. 49 to 7. Not necessarily exposed is because is, we all knew this was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, we lost 75 
to 49. We scored four points in the first quarter. Did better after that, but that just kind of, it wasn't going to be competitive after that. Not only that, but this is a classic case. Both of these games were actually, unfortunately, classic case of former duck coming back to kick our ass. Angela cool. DeGolic, if you remember her. Yeah. Very good. She was going to get starting time, but then decided that she would rather play for UCLA. On a winning team. Yeah. Ended up being a good decision for her as of right now. Um, so Angela Tagalog got 17 points, nine rebounds. She's actually had a career uh, full of injury. So it was kind of nice to see her kick butt, you know, unfortunately sure. it happened against us, but yeah, we shot an amazing 39% from the floor and hit four of 14 from three. Um, and it took us a while. I mean, we didn't hit a three pointer in the first quarter and we hit one in the second quarter. So uh-huh. I kind of felt like that, that was going to be it. Filipino Che, 14 points. No one else on our squad got double digits in that game. That's okay. Yeah. Tough know, team, tough team, tough team. And then chance grays out. You're just done. So, so then we go against USC. I got to give credit where credit's due. They did do a much better showing in this one. It was competitive. Okay. Um, it was tied 30 to like 23 at half. Tied? Which, I mean, it's not tied. It was 30 to 23. We were trailing. Gotcha. <laughs> Good, <call. laughs> Good catch. I am. <laughs> no, but that's a great mindset. When they've got 30 points, that's equivalent to us having 23. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, the defense was like holding up uh, for a while here. It's just. Aaron, when you're playing this kind of, of ball, yeah, when you're trying to oh be boy. like, okay, keep them under 50, you right. still got to score more than them. And mm-hmm. you're trying, like Kelly Graves keeps saying this, like we're trying to slow down the game. You know, this ain't that old Oregon style where we're just racing up and down the court. And even if you you know, allow them to blow past you. will be like, eh, we're just going to score again. It's not, we're tr- actively trying not to do that. We're trying to counteract that style with slow ball, right? Okay. But it's eventually, you know, you do got to make some buckets and we just don't really have, I think what it comes down to is we don't have a consistent threat. Um, right under the hoop, you know, in the paint. Filipina Che is great, but she is a still a work in progress and is not uh, a real offensive threat consistently against teams Yet. with eyes. Though she had an awesome first quarter. She was like the only one doing anything in the first quarter. But then she really cooled down. And Chance Gray, fortunately, was able to return to this game. So that's good news. Um, right. But she didn't have her best game. She went five of 16 from the floor. Overall, again, we only shot four again, only hit four three pointers. So, <laughs> so, okay. We lost this one. They pulled away 68 yeah. to 54. Big. And yeah. Here's the big question then. Let's hear it. You know, we like to dig in on the coaching staff every so often. A little bit. And, and that maybe we're a little rude about it. Pull up this meme that I made. It's the Wolverine meme. It's Kelly Graves' Wolverine. He's looking at a photo of Sabrina Inescu. And continue, Aaron. Continue. Yeah, I love it. 
Uh, you know, maybe we go in a little hard sometimes. And uh, but you said something. We are intentionally slowing down the game. Mm-hmm. Why? Suppo- Is I'm- it because maybe maybe we're just not good enough to be fast? Kelly Graves has basically said this at the beginning of the season where he Uh was just like, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but we don't have the talent that we used to where we were able to run fast, just score like crazy. Right. We just don't have the talent. And right. A big, a huge reason to that is because we had five, five stars. All of them transferred away. Many of them are having great. That's the question, ain't it? Um, for better opportunities, honestly. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you this. I saw Tahina Pow Pow. She's on the number one team in the country and kicking ass. Uh, Sedona Prince, TCU, she's kicking ass. I mean, like, it's just happening. They bailed. they bailed. Dude. Well, they, I would say they, um, what's the better word for like, like just chose better pasture? Ship? Yeah, yeah. They saw a workout facility that they could, you know, use. <laughs> hey, that's not us. We have great. I'm sure they have great workout facilities. That was the NCAA. That wasn't us. But uh, um, yeah, so that's where I'll tell you this, man. Yo. So upcoming for women's basketball. I, I believe they have like the Arizona schools. Arizona State is not great, but could absolutely beat us. Arizona is legit good. It's fine. I'm looking at their schedule, man. Yeah, it's not going to look good for a while, huh? I'm a, I'm afraid. <laughs> yeah, I will feel like I I'm not trying to just crap over this team. All right, you're already done for the season. You're like I'm one, two, legit. three. I'm now off the just like be super angry, and now I'm just concerned. I if they win more than four games the rest of the year then I will be surprised. I guess I'll just leave it at that. Do do we have the is it it's too late to uh try to pull somebody in from another team, huh? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 And all I mean they all left. There's no well, okay. This is this is the comparison here. I'll Something's wrong. Because we gotta feel... hop over and talk about the other team here. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Team here, it's just like they just don't there's one t- player who's injured. She's gone all season though. Other than that, you know, Chance Gray is back. Everyone is this is the healthy squad. This is like all we got. It can actually only get worse. Uh, right, like these players can get better, hopefully, or just have better days, or just it can snap, but uh, snap together, you know. But things have not worked that way for years now, and we've been hoping it has with other players who are very yeah. talented. Yeah, but it just hasn't. On the other hand, the complete opposite spectrum, Aaron, Aaron, yeah, Aaron. Well, wait, my final Aaron. thoughts. Okay, yeah, final thoughts on women's team right now. In the immortal words of James Brown, uh, y'all oh, ain't no. it. <laughs> oh, I thought you were gonna say it's a man's world. I'm glad you didn't. No, I thought for sure you're gonna go there. Uh, but Aaron, Aaron, yo, how many years have I been like, oh no, it's I know Dane Altman, you know, it's he doesn't look good right now, but it's just these these key injuries they're really hurt yeah yeah trust me aaron like he was really good it's a long yeah 
the, the excuse is the Dana Altman is a slow burning process that yeah. gets better with time. Exactly. Like, don't worry, dude. Like, he's actually really, and we just we haven't really had great men's basketball. The best year we had was the, uh, since this podcast has started was like twenty twenty. Page Peyton uh, Pritchard, Peyton Pritchard, just carrying the. It was really just Peyton Pritchard and kind of a bad year for basketball. So it seemed like, oh, maybe we can do something. But then COVID happened. Right. But, Aaron, oh, yeah, that was a great year. It was, I mean, that was also the year the women's team was gonna shit. That's maybe right. It all that was the last UNESCO year. That's wow. what really grave is looking like this. I wow, what paint. timing! Unbelievable. Aaron, Yo. Aaron, Aaron, I'm telling you, hit the hype button for I'm, I'm putting all the stock that I have held being like, well not this year not this year for the men's team and uh -huh. i'm going all in buddy whoa 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 I daddy this team is not because you know there's been hints these last weeks i've been like oh i'm surprised that they were that they won this one that's a, oh wow they look competitive you know they've lost three times but i was just but even in their losses it's like hey pretty good teams and they were pretty competitive they just had some injuries and wow that was surprising Aaron, <laughs> this team fucking rules. Let me tell you where we're at right now, okay? This okay, hold state. on. Okay, hold on. Let me let me make sure I'm okay with where you're at. Okay. Uh, I just want to get it. I just want to do a vibe check real quick. Mm -hmm. Is this an ex? Is this a uh, extended amount of emotion being put on the men's team because of disappointments with the women's team? No, dude. This is because okay. I've been watching this team. Okay, let's go. Then let's go. Hit me, okay. Hit me with the hype train, baby. This is where we're at. So we yeah, started already. this season. We're like, we have the perfect blend of veteran talent mm -hmm. and freshmen, like like very high five-star freshmen incoming can make immediate difference, right? Mm -hmm. What happens right at the beginning of the season? The two most talented freshman guards. Right. Boom. They're injured. Oh, God. Are they back? They were out for a while for a while um, oh my god are they and bad? then our two most important veterans the two seven footers yeah within the first month i mean after for dante after the first week both of them boom injured out for quite a while so now we got jackson shellstad back and you know shellstad is that dude who went you know who looks up to pritchard went to you know west lynn like mm -hmm once has said he wants to be Peyton Pritchard said he followed him around like a puppy dog like loves Peyton Pritchard Aww. idolizes him oh he got but he healed up before Mookie uh did right and sure. he has been really leading the team looking really like hey this for a freshman this guy's really putting it together like we may actually have a point guard here now Pac-12 play has started we beat both LA teams to start that was pretty fun, but UCLA definitely on a downslide. USC, even though they got Bronny James, they're not weird. They're not doing great. They're pretty good. UCLA is like historically basketball. Oh, sure. And last season they were great too. They're they're having a bad a down year because a lot of their best talent left of okay. a great team. And they're just really yeah. okay. so those wins were like I was and and it was dramatic fashion. So I you know, Jackson Shillstad hit a three late. To like win that UCLA game, so it felt really good, and it's like okay. So now this week, we had just you know we had just lost to Washington. Washington beat Texas, and then we played Washington, the Huskies, a game I should have 
sent you to. Sorry about that. So, because we played it in Seattle. <laughs> oh, shit. Not a great team, but it felt like a game we definitely, like, we were hoping for, right? We go up there. It's a nail biter. But due to good shooting, we win it 76 to 74. And, like, because of the, the football team hype and because their fan base was ready just to crap all over Oregon, which I would have done the same thing. Sure. It was it was a, a house. Like, the, the house was packed. So it was wow. pretty awesome to see that. And, like, Jermaine Kuznard, who is one of our knock on wood, healthy veteran guards who has been, you know, playing well, he hits a clutch three-pointer. Overall, we're shooting, you know, we shot six of 18 from three. Not bad. Uh, but we shot like near 50% from the floor. Legit okay. good. And one of our weaknesses early on was free throws. Aaron, 10 of 13. That ain't bad. And actually, one of the reasons why Washington lost this is because so, uh, uh, Wheeler, who's one of their veteran players, who's typically very good at shooting free throws, he missed like six of them. I mean, a bunch of people missed a bunch of them. But no, actually, sorry, it was uh, Keon Brooks missed like seven of them. But in, in general, it was, a, it was a close game. Washington, actually, it was set up where Washington had a three in the last second, like a shot, and it didn't go in, and we win the game. So it was hard fought, uh, mm -hmm. but it was like, hey, okay, that's... and Oh, and that was the first game with our other super, super talented freshman, Mookie Cook. Uh, he's, a, he's a smaller guard, but he's fun to play. It, like, he, you know, he's he's truly one of the best prospects in the country. He played young LeBron James in that show. So he got oh, up there. Oh, yeah. And I love that Dana Altman goes, he's like, yeah, we're, we have him on limited play. Um, So, you know, only the, a certain amount of minutes. And he played yeah. him in the second half. And he looked pretty good out there. Like, he, he had some, he contributed some good minutes. So then we play against Wazoo. This is in Pullman. And this game was awesome. I got to say, uh, this is the game that made me completely put all the chips in. Wazoo is not a great team, but they're not okay. bad. 10 and okay. 5 is their record now that we beat them. We beat them only by five points, which is crazy because for most of the first half, we were shooting over 80%. Aaron, our, our bigs aren't in the game, so they're still not healed yet. Okay. Uh, though and Folly Dante, the more uh, you know, our more seasoned seven footer, he is very close to coming back, which would be huge for us because in this game, our big guys like Kwame Evans, who's our one true like larger player who should be playing that role, he was a five star freshman, so he's he's still raw but really good, still like really talented. Uh, our our two big guys. Him and uh, Diawara, like, they were getting fouls really quick. So Dana Altman, this is why I'm like, Dana Altman's a legit great coach. Uh, you know, uh, mm -hmm. uh, Kelly Graves, maybe not so much. Because Dana Altman's like, oh, okay, we're small ball then. We had our five small, like, short dudes out there. Like, you know, short basketball short. Like, right, 6'2". We, we yeah, we were going with the lineup of just, just our, just, you know, like, okay, these guys can ball. And they were hitting everything. For most of the first half, we were shooting over 80%. We could Good not God. miss. Brennan Rigsby, he hit his first seven shots 
in a row. Uh, he hit four three pointers, just bad. Like he was drained. It was like relentless, man. We only led by five at the end of the half because Wazoo was able to get to the free throw line really frequently and they were draining threes left and right. Wow. Now, I, I think if we had our big guys out there, we would have a lot would have just gone smoother. Like, uh, but we were shooting lights out. It was awesome. We finished the game 58% from the floor, 58% from three point range. Cause we wow. had 14 three pointers in this game. Wow. Uh, 11 of 14 from the free throw. It was like closer than it really should have been. Like this game was actually really exciting. But the thing that so got me excited is like, dude, we got a full on team right now that can shoot lights out pretty regularly. And we still have yet to add our two seven footers really into this system. And Mookie Cook's only getting better. So I I don't know, dude. I I think this team has like how tall is depth. he? Uh, he's he's a shorter dude. He's a he's a true like guard. Uh, let me pull it up right now. He's six six. He's the okay. puny six six. Um, <laughs> That's insane. But, uh, six six is small. That's ridiculous. Dude, it, this was the thing too. Is like in that Wazoo game because for a while I was like, well, even though we're shooting like crazy. We may lose this game, but every single time Oregon had to answer some, some bet like, you know, Jadrian Tracy, who's not someone we were really expecting on leaning on as much. She would, he would just drain a three. Like everyone was hitting threes. Everyone was hitting clutch shots. I I love this team, dude. Like you, uh, you we, even if we lose in the near future, I'm still going to be hyped on the potential for March in this team in, in a pac 12, that is a little bit down right now up next for us. January 13th is Cal. Yeah, that is at home. And I think, okay. I think the Eugene crowds are going to start to wake up to like, Oh wait, this basketball team may be, maybe one of those teams. Um, Cal is next caller. Th then we have arguably the trip we have had the toughest with. Oh we boy! Never win both of these games. Boulder, we go to Boulder. We play yeah. Colorado, and then we go to Salt Lake City. We play Utah. We usually drop at least one of those games. Ugh. Usually that Boulder game. But dude, if we win our next three games, then I'm just hitting. I I, I think we're the best team in the Pac-12, and I'm gonna just I don't okay. know. I'm I'm probably hyping us way too much, but there's potential here, buddy. There's potential. Hey. Right now, that's what we need. We need as much potential energy as possible so that we have a stronger launch. We've had enough kinetic energy for, yeah. for so long. Time for us to do that mic drop. And that being said, Aaron, <laughs> let's go to commercial. Yo. Oh, okay. Bye. Hey, podcast listener. Hey, Come you. over here. Come yeah. over here. Get over here, yeah. Nice headphones you got in here. Oh, yeah, I like those, Chevy. Be a shame if something were to happen to those headphones, eh? <laughs> Stomped them on the ground, eh? Be real easy to avoid that smashing if you went over to the Quack12 Twitter account and gave us a little follow. Just a little follow, that's all we're asking. 
And hey, look at that. I hear you're listening to your new podcast apps in your car, huh? Driving home, making the long journey feel a little shorter, eh? Is that what he's doing there, bud? (laughs) Yeah, turning your three-hour drive into a nice little vacation, huh? Be a shame if your car ended up on the bottom of a lake. Splash. Splash maybe with you in the trunk of it, huh? Glug, glug, guzzle, guzzle. Maybe all that can be avoided with a little trip to the quack. 12 page on Apple Podcasts. All you got to do is go to Apple Podcasts, Quack 12, give us five stars. Yeah, the internet, you got it, bud. Five stars. Leave us a little comment. Help other people find it. Maybe it'll help people find you when they find out that you're gone missing if you catch my drift. You seen the posters on the telephone poles? Yeah, those are those are people that didn't give us fucking five stars. Some of them did, and we did it anyways. And then uh, you know, uh, oh hey, hey look at look at this podcast listener on their long inner inner uh, continental flight, making things not so bad. Not wanting to hear that baby by covering it up. Wah wah, so they say, putting on them headphones. Trying to get the sky waitress's attention. Get over here. Give me more of that Quack 12 podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why don't you? Yeah, you want some more of that Quack 12 podcast, don't you? Yeah. You want to buy some more from us, don't you? Get it. Otherwise, get it. you know, because if you don't buy this Quack 12 podcast insurance, you never know when your plane's going to go straight down into the water, into the old Atlantic, Blash. never to be seen again. Glug, glug, guzzle, guzzle. In case you don't want to be th- part of the rock and roller club of the bottom of the fucking ocean, then I recommend you go to the Quack 12 Patreon. Come on, come on. Why don't you go to the Quack 12 Patreon, give us five smackaroos, and for that we can forget about the whole nasty business have you on your way. We'll forget about it. We'll forget about it, all right? Five measly dollars. That's all I got. Now listen up, punk. Because it looks like you're not seeing so good right now. My boss is talking to you, chump. Aren't you, chump? Yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. All right, let him, let him go, Mikey. Let him go. In the bottom of the fucking ocean. Ayo! Quack, quack. Quack, quack, quack. Welcome back. Quack, quack. Hithleday's in the house. How you doing, Hithleday? Oh, there's Hith. I'm well. How are you? (laughs) Just let yourself in, I guess, Hithleday Jesus. (laughs) I'm doing good. Do you know why, Hithleday? I can imagine. I'm doing well because we're not recording this the day after the Washington Huskies win their first national championship. No, 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 no. We're doing it after they've lost their national championship. And we were talking about this a little before hitting record Hitler day, but it felt like it was a game where like all the just little magic that ended up in these last second wins for Washington finally ran out. Like all these miracle plays finally stopped happening. And Michigan was a team uh able enough to take advantage of it uh that's kind of what it felt like to me it was a blast i loved watching every minute of it 
Uh, what are your thoughts on it? What what coming off of it? Did, is, did you just feel like, yep, that's that's what I've been talking. It finally played out the way I've been I, talking about it, or what? I mean, I mean, not finally. Like, I mean, that was. I mean, the the character of that game was very similar to the character of almost every game that Washington yeah. has played for the last two years. It's just just sort of like more so, you know, like, you know, Michigan was a good enough team so that 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 character was uh, exacerbated enough such that Washington lost. Like it, it's, it's not like the character of this game was different from the, the character of, you know, other games. Um, you, the, and also, you know, to, to, to an extent what you were saying about like sort of Washington's luck ran out in terms of, you know, being able to connect with those sort of magic passes, especially in that Texas game. Um, yeah. It was funny. L last night I was talking to a friend of mine who through like total coincidence did, um, did her undergraduate work at one of the schools and her graduate work at the other school oh. that Washington played in the two playoff games. Um, <laughs> and so she was like, boy, it's funny. I, I really hate Washington now. Like I, now I know how you feel. You know? <laughs> I was like, yeah, no, they're, they're easy to hate, aren't they? Yeah. Um, and and uh, yeah, she was just like, I, have they been doing that all year? This, the, the like magic pass. And I was like, yes, but like, that was really insane. Like the, the, he, like, oh, oh my God stuff. And, and then, yeah, you know, in, in this game, the national championship game, it just sort of like, they, they stopped happening um and like i don't know easy come easy go is part of it the other thing is sort of you know they started getting called for holding flags yeah you know yeah. which is the other thing i, I don't know the, the other sort of like i don't do a whole lot of like taking victory laps but like i you know washington's offensive line won the joe moore award this year <laughs> which like the last four years the joe moore committee has like screwed up like i don't know what film they're watching i don't really think they are watching film um the uh you know they, they gave it to lsu in 2019 when they didn't deserve it that was they were that was just a boy joe burrow threw some amazing passes you yeah. know let's give it to them you know um uh like joe, they gave it to georgia in a year where they didn't really have a, a great run game um they seem uh, to just go who's got the best who's the best team yeah you probably yeah it, it's sort of you know it's sort of it's it's like what everybody says about the heisman but more so you know yeah um anyway the uh uh like what i had been writing all year you know and observing about scott huff their their offensive line coaches like this guy does not really develop well they don't you know they short set off the 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 tackles you know instead of you know a deep drop uh you know and they're really vulnerable but up the middle and you just need to you know rush forward don't blitz and and, and dump you know the guard into to Penix's lap and and, and that's what did they <laughs> yeah and, and it's like you know that's the recipe to beat him and and like that it was very clear and, you know I was reading some forum thread that was like boy Michigan you know showed the blueprint on how to beat this team and I was like the blueprint on how to beat this team was written in in like September of 2022 like <laughs> you know like Michigan didn't reveal anything like it, it was all all of this was very apparent on film you just sort of you you do need to have some talent in the back end in order to cover their receivers uh, yep. you know for for the first read because you, no matter how good your pass rush is you're not getting 
it's just like a, a fact of physics. You, you're not getting there in time for the first read. Uh, well, it's just like no one's that fast. Um, and, and so you got to be able to cover a lot. And the sort of the nature of DeBoer's system is that that first read is going to be a big pass. Like mm -hmm. that, that's the that's the magic. That's the beauty of DeBoer's system. It's why it's such a like an, an awesome system uh, is that it's a it's a it's a the, the pre-snap reads and the quarterback's ability to ascertain that like it's which is why Penix is an amazing quarterback he's really good at that and he's really he's a really courageous quarterback and and uh, at making the sort of back foot you know throws while you know pressure is about to annihilate him um you know he he still gets it off and he, he gets it off accurately for the most part and even while pressure is coming up the middle and like nobody believes me about this because it's like this I totally understand when people are watching games live because as soon as the ball's out of the quarterback's hands, your eyes just sort of naturally follow the ball and you're not looking at the line anymore. And so you're watching the ball fly into the receiver's hands and you're like, wow, you know, amazing completed pass. I guess the offensive line did their job. Well, my job is to not watch the ball and and keep my eye on the offensive line the offensive line is getting annihilated and like all for for two years this offensive line will really since 2016 when scott huff took over the offensive line would be getting annihilated and like no one would believe me the joe moore committee wouldn't believe me washington fans online wouldn't believe me mm -hmm. Oregon you try fans contacting wouldn't believe them? me i don't know <laughs> like, you should no one would joe believe moore. me about this you know and so like when this you know happened with michigan and everybody was like oh wow what happened to off washington's offensive line i was sort of like i'm i'm gonna go bald i'm pulling my hair out about this <laughs> like, no i mean this blueprint was like it, it it was yes this um and, and and yeah anyway and and then like uh, against washington's defense like yes run the ball and throw vertically De yeah. like the one thing that they can defend is horizontal passes and you saw you know that's when michigan got in trouble is when they started throwing the ball horizontally like when when they yeah. decided to try to go for it on some of those fourth downs like what do they do they threw horizontal well that's what washington can defend it's like cal's defense right and it's just like mm -hmm. no no, Jim, you idiot. Did you not watch one second of film? That's the one thing that this team can defend. But if you run the ball, right, and then you throw vertically, like run, play, action, run, play, action, that's what you need to alternate in order to keep this defense on its heels. Like, that's what they can't defend. Which you would like, assume, Harbaugh, that's Harbaugh. Like, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> like, that's what, and then he goes and plays Steinball on fourth down, which is like, yeah. I sure hope Will Stein was watching this. Like, and, and to sort of pivot to, like, to put this game away and to pivot back to Oregon like uh -huh. boy oh boy I sure hope Will Stein was watching this because like this you know what Michigan did in the first two drives and then when they got back to doing towards the end of the game like yeah mm -hmm. that's how you beat Washington's defense like yeah. it's not the horizontal stretch plays that 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 works against certain defenses so you know good for you for trotting that out against like say Arizona State and a couple other like teams that had decent defenses that are structured so that that's what you need to do to beat them. But with this defense, 
like in Cal, you know, which you also sort of like had a hard time with. And it was like the refs did you a favor by knocking you back, you know, with all those penalties in the Cal game so that you had to throw it deep. And then surprise, they can't cover the deep ball. Mm-hmm. Will, you know, like, uh, you know, this is something that Oregon fans need to sort of face up to. They had an amazing offense and Will Stein often didn't use it properly. And like, that's the thing to correct going forward is that like, hmm. dude, you had an amazing run game. Why weren't you running more often? at defenses that can't defend the run or you had a quarterback who can throw it deep why are you always relying on horizontal stretch plays to set it up when you don't have to like uh, you know like Oregon got out coached in a couple of games um or like they had slow starts in several games you know because they they chose the wrong offensive game plan and like, and what Michigan showed to start out this game was that like, you can choose the right offensive game plan and start out correctly. Like, mm-hmm. boy. Mm. Yeah. I, I agree. I think a lot of people watching it, it, that just felt like, yes, that's what I'm seeing right now. Um, And wow. The play of JJ McCarthy, you, I was like, are are they really going to let Washington win this game? Fortunately, no, no. I mean, I'm sure that Bo Nix was watching this at home and just screaming into a pillow. Like this guy, this guy's going to win a national championship. No joke, man. And what's really sweet about it too, is you can like, as a duck fan, it's a really good thing to be just praising how good Adunze is, how good Penix is like uh, a lot of the other receivers too, because they gone. And it's awesome how much talent, how much really good talent that will not immediately be replaced next year is Mm. leaving. And that makes (laughs) me feel so wonderful. And then we look at the recruiting classes and we look how many ducks are running it back for this next season. Basically, everyone, uh, I I, it made me so dang happy. I don't know about. Yeah, I think. Well, I mean. I think four or five got you know, Kyrie Jackson, uh, uh, Jackson Powers, Johnson, uh, uh, Troy Franklin, Bucky Irving, mm-hmm. uh, and Jamal Hill have all declared early and are going to the NFL. A couple mm-hmm. other guys, you know, obviously ran out of eligibility. Um, but I believe 10 different dudes who might have declared for the NFL um have have publicly stated that they're coming back i think the only guy that we're waiting on is marcus harper um but you know everybody else uh there's too many to list uh at addicted to quack we've got an article and we're just waiting on uh, but i think on thursday we're going to write an article about all the guys who've confirmed are coming back jordan james uh, oh yeah. Yes. Well, he he he's not eligible because he was a. This is his second. But game. he's not transferring oh. away. He's not transferring away. Uh, I mean, I, anybody can transfer. I mean, there's another transfer window that's going to come open in the spring. That would be a shocking one. Yeah. It's true, but like you know, we can't guarantee. We can't guarantee that people won't transfer, but we can say that people have said, I am not going to the NFL. I My plan is to come back for another year of college, so mm-hmm. we can report on that. Um, but yeah, you know, and you're right, you know, when to, to compare to Washington, like, yeah, you know, they're the 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 people most responsible for this run are done for for yeah. Washington. Like, and yeah. I, I eagerly await your, I, I want you to do a Will Rogers article. Cause I I'm hoping 
anything I'm, you have. I mean, I'm probably not going to write an entire article about Will Rogers, but I will write I a Washington preview, which will, you know, have have 10, 10 pages on him. I'm hoping. I do think um, it's funny how much like during the Mike Leach, you know, at Washington State era, Washington fans were so dismissive of the air raid. And then they have slowly morphed into yeah. a air raid team to the point where they're now you know, employing a, <laughs> a Mike yeah. Leach air raid quarterback and are like, oh, no, this is fine. Like, and they beat Kukowski with the uh, with an air raid. That's interesting. Um, uh, I got a I got a question for you from yes. uh, our wonderful uh, Twitter follower at Pacific Northwest Sports Nerd says, mm. which matchup is Hith looking forward to the most in 2024? I assume he means for the Oregon Ducks. Or which team is he looking forward to studying the most? Oh, also, also what is his favorite snack? Pepper that in. Uh, hmm. That'll probably take. Uh, more well, thought. my my favorite snack is almonds. That's why it's the second part of my uh, Twitter like handle. Oh, um, really? You love them that much? I I do. I love almonds. They're, they're, almonds they're, are great. They are. They're they're a complete food. They're a complete pro protein fiber. They uh, they don't require refrigeration or or they're shelf stable. They're, you Almonds is the, the kind car. of food that makes me think like it's good to be alive nowadays because like like my diet, the amount of food that I can just go eat somewhere, like the amount of like tastes and flavors I can have would rival mm -hmm. like an ancient king. You know what I mean? Like I'm eating better than an ancient king. And they were one of the one of those. They were one probably one of the first domesticated um foods that uh, they, they um well I could get going for a long time. Before. I want you to miss your um, plane, is what I'm trying to uh, say. <laughs> uh, I, I do have a heart out. I've got to get to the airport. Um the uh uh well hmm to to literally answer the question uh, the answer is ucla um they're the fourth team that oregon plays so i i need to get some off-season study in on them oregon didn't play them this year and so i've actually huh. like i haven't done that much work on them um i, I need to because of dante Moore. um mm -hmm. so i need to watch that film um I, they're sort of there's sort of just a gap in my, you know, area in my my film study. Um, and uh, and I'm looking forward to watching the the Dante Moore film, whereas and I'm I'm also interested in watching Dante Lynn's film, um, the, the defensive coordinator at UCLA, because he's now going to be the offensive or defensive coordinator at USC, although mm -hmm. Oregon's not going to play USC this year uh, or in 2024, um, which I guess is this year, uh, <laughs> uh, because I'm interested in disentangling the question of whether or not he's a good defensive coordinator yeah. from whether or not UCLA just had a good pass rush. Um, I mean, I have some suspicions on that question, but I really want to get a good you know, better handle on that. Um, and like, I feel like I'm fairly familiar with the other big 10 teams that are on Oregon's schedule, you know, because I did that project of watching all of their 21 and 2022 film last over the last couple of years. I mean, I'm going to catch up on their 2023 film. I have all of that, um, studied, uh, or, or, you know, in my library, uh, I haven't studied the 2023 film yet, but like Oregon's 
Big Ten schedule is kind of bleh. Like Michigan State, I, I don't know. Like it's they imported all of Oregon State's coaches. Like <laughs> eh, you know, Purdue, Illinois, Maryland, Wisconsin. I'm not interested. Like I, you know, in I'm theory really at Wisconsin. You know, in theory, that's a scary game. But watch the Wisconsin teams lately, and yeah, knows? yeah. You know, it's really you know as we talked about a little. You know, it's a th- it's a three game season, right? As as all Big Ten teams are, uh, right? You know, <laughs> it's you know it's Ohio State, Michigan, Washington, where you know mm-hmm. as we talked about, Washington is is losing a lot. Michigan is about to send about fifteen to twenty players to yep, the NFL. Send them all, and and hopefully their coach too. And then, yeah, hopefully really? the Chargers, hopefully uh, Har- the Chargers to rescue yeah. Justin Herbert, and then also sabotage even further USC and UCLA by sucking all of the uh-huh. uh, Los Angeles football attention away from the college yeah. level to the pro level. And then DeBoer uh, goes to Michigan to take over that job, and he fails. I would there. actually prefer yeah. DeBoer sticking in Washington. To be yeah, no, I, honest, because the guy mean. doesn't recruit. Like the, yeah. they'll, no, they'll, they'll point. buy that guy a lifetime yeah. contract, and then he'll be their Helfrich. You know, that's what like, I'm hoping. That's like I mean, a, you're, a you're brilliant offensive mind who doesn't recruit, and and yeah. they're stuck with him. Like that's a that's a perfect honey trap um, for Ooh. Washington to buy into. Um, anyway, um, yeah, good. Sa- same with same with Scott Huff, except in except I guess the 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 reverse right a guy who recruits mm-hmm. a bunch of big offensive linemen and tricks you into thinking that, that he's a good coach but then he doesn't develop them at all so he he gets you halfway there and then they get bulldozed when they play a good defensive line like yeah um, i i hope i hope this is it seems like it's going that way aaron quickly favorite snack before we transition to liberty oh gosh uh i like apples cosmic crisp apples freaking it's solid, man. Cosmic crisps. I've been food? enjoying a um a, a hybrid that was uh, derived in the Czech Republic uh, of a cosmic crisp, which is called the Opal. Uh, How are they allowed to do that already? I, I don't know. Uh, it's really good. It's a yellow apple that you can find this time of year in the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Really, it has like these pear notes. Which delicious. Yeah, I saw it on the shelf the other day. I like the cosmic crisp, and I'm not changing. <laughs> All right. All right. My favorite snack. Uh, and I'll is, do a little uh, bit of peanut butter on the side, you know, maybe a little drizzle mm-hmm. of the honey. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. My favorite I, snack is a full it's sandwich. Very kindergarten snack, but uh, the, the classics can't be beat. Hey, man. Hey. I hey. live clean. Fuck he your trans clean. fats. <laughs> hey, there you go. Um, Hithliday, obviously yeah. the Liberty game, it's, it's in the rear view mirror. But mm. we, I'd still like to talk about it a bit more because we only had my quick. Oh boy! Right after the game, who knows? Who's to say how much you should really be thinking about this game? Mm. Obviously, there's a lot of not football stuff that Aaron and I have not shut up about. Uh, that is neither here nor there. Um, R.I.P. Jerry's Jokers out there, but. That is insane. That, that they, they were like, doing that all year. When I was doing my film study project on Liberty, that was that wasn't just for that game. They were from the opening. I, I mean, I'm not surprised, shocked. dude. 
It's probably I, been happening since opening weekend. Oh, for a while, for a while, yeah. no, for years. I looked it up because I looked. I was like, so who are these jokers on the on the sideline here? I looked anyway. it up, and that's where I found out they are called Jerry's Jokers, and they wow. love being called Jerry's Jokers. I mean, like. <laughs> I don't want to talk about this, but dressing up like the fucking Joker and naming yourself after Jerry Falwell is the most MAGA shit I could possibly imagine. Anyways, let's talk about this football game. <laughs> Jerry Falwell we... Jr. Jerry Falwell Jr., I, I guess. I mean, the origin of that. And it oh, they're just as Jerry else. Falwell Jr.'s joke? Well, that's specifically the, the origin of the story. All right, you don't want to know. We don't okay, want good. That's, Let's that's continue a great on. That's great. Let's talk about what really matters: how we kicked their fucking asses in football. I that was. I, awesome. I will say, I, I sort of, I didn't love it at the time because uh, I was like tearing my hair out um, uh, mm-hmm. about it. Like Tosh study some film, and then Will study some film. Um, uh, uh, but I did sort of appreciate the first quarter um, where. Huh. Yeah, where uh, where the their Liberty's very first drive in which uh, everything that they needed to happen to score on Oregon happened. They had mm. one outside run, which was yeah, it, it was exactly like the, the exactly their triple option play the way they needed to execute it, and then the way that Oregon needed to fail to defend it properly <laughs> uh, happened so that they got a big run. And then Oregon had their only like dead ball personal foul of the game. Yeah. So they got another 15 yards on that one. And then they crossed the 50, which was like at this thing that I noticed in film study. If you recall, when we were talking to, to John Manson mm-hmm. um, about like, there's this magical property that I could not understand. And and then when I found it, when, it, when the statistical regression end engine discovered it, and then like I asked Manson about it and he was like, wow, that's a new one on me. Uh, <laughs> like I still don't have an answer, but like their quarterback can't complete a deep pass until he, crosses the 50 yard line yeah and then magically it activates like uh so well, anyway, that's just that's jesus yeah right. jesus there you go. Uh, so anyway yeah their only completed deep pass of the game was you know so, they, so yeah because they they got that one run and then they and then the 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 personal foul got them across the 50 they were then able to complete the deep pass and then Oregon kept them from crossing the 50 basically for the rest of the game. Yeah. And so they didn't have access to their passing game. (laughs) game. And so like uh, it it was, this is what I sort of appreciated was it was like, Oh good. Uh, uh, Like at the end of the game, what I realized was, Thanks for providing me the proof of concept so that I could say to everybody, look, I wasn't crazy. This really was a scary offense that you needed to watch out for exactly once, you know, (laughs) like exactly, you know, they provided one and only one example of the things that I was cautioning about. And then the rest of the game, they shut them all down. So, you know, you're like, it's not for nothing. I mentioned it just enough to prove that I wasn't insane. Mm -hmm. I, uh, but then they shut them down. It's to to just enough to, to, so that I didn't like go insane for Oregon losing to Liberty, which would have caused me to, you know, I don't know, like jump into the lake or, dear Lord, that would have been bad. And like, if you watch the highlights, like the condensed highlights of this game, that's Mm -hmm. 
that concludes the Liberty highlights. There's like one yeah, in right. like the third quarter that broken run that uh, yeah yeah whatever. But they got two. Other than that, it's it's that's that's it. And and it just felt like if anyone's seen the uh, the Incredibles when like Dash is like trying to figure out like how much he should win the race by like no uh-huh. not this much it felt like that for like the whole second half like with all the posture oh yeah like, dude yeah all the, the stands looked it looked bleak at the end i was like wow this game's not even what you mean the stands already with empty a group of jokers in there <laughs> yeah no uh, well i didn't was, i mean like liberal this i do not, like i sort of understand if you're the home team and your team is getting trounced like leaving and going home because sure. your nice warm bed is at home um like or you know like like you shouldn't but i sort of get it like what i don't understand is traveling to a bowl game yeah. in a like nowhere town like glendale arizona you ever been to glendale it's like Fuck no. like what are you gonna do like you know oh man let's go check out the glendale nightlife oh wait the game played at 10 a.m like let's go <laughs> check out the glendale noon life like right but did you've what? also you're talking about some pretty conservative christians here so they're just trading I mean, one location for another really i'm sure it's all the same yeah. it's the same I'm starbucks coffee and bullshit let, let's go on. watch off this ridiculous makeup i i don't know what they were doing so anyway yeah. the the i mean yes the and the rest of the game sort of played out as you know as i love how boring it was expected. i loved it I, I i mean to be perfectly honest i didn't love the gamesmanship because like i i don't like playing with your food I, like regardless <laughs> of what you think of liberty like those the liberty the university you know and and the players like, i'm sure they're just trying to the, play the, game, the yeah. players are yeah they're kids who who are out there playing a game you know like yeah. they, they don't um and uh, uh and i also sort of like don't like tempting fate or, or tempting the football gods with that sort of stuff yeah. you know um you know and also the other thing is that like you know the the box score for that game looks like very different from my charting because like i had like a bunch of plays i had to like switch over between run and pass because like even the commentators were like that's not a pass you know like yeah no no that's very true i love rg3 i love whenever he's Mm -hmm. i loved having him on it i Um, did too he's 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 truly my favorite out there he cracks me up um I like the zaniness. And then meanwhile, Bill Walton's actually wearing on me a little bit more and more. Anyway, oh, sure. That's different. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah, a different uh, thing. But I mean, this was Oregon's like, I mean, this was Oregon's best offensive performance of the year, like including the Portland State game. You oh, know, this true. this might as well have been I mean, this might as might as well have been Portland State's defense. It's just that you know, this was 13 games later. And so the offensive line had gotten, you know, 13 games better, right? Like, you know, just, just more time to, to, you know, the the team was just 13 games better, right? You know, Mm -hmm. the the, like 13 weeks worth of practice. And I wouldn't mind seeing Portland state versus Liberty, honestly, that, uh, I I mean, Portland state's, offense ain't bad like i mean yeah. liberty's defense was never the strength of their team yeah um like uh, uh i mean liberty's offense is no joke like you you really i mean that's really the story of the game and really if you like the the, the uh 
this is something to be talked about. Like the, 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 I know Oregon sort of made this look like a, a, a clowning and, uh, and I know that there were a lot of fans who sort of, you know, dismissed this game out of hand, like, oh, this sort of result was inevitable. This result was not inevitable. Like, I mean, Oregon's offense versus Liberty's defense, uh, you know, I think was like, yeah, Oregon's first two drives kind of stalled out. One was a swatted pass and the other was it basically came down to like Oregon ran a screen pass, which they was annoying. Um, like uh, uh, the, because like Oregon's having difficulty, like blocking screen passes on the perimeter. It has to do with Terrence Ferguson. It's sort of a year long complaint, um, but whatever, like they obviously Oregon's offensive production, you know, was was you know, fantastic in this game doesn't really need to be belabored. Like, you know, that, that sort of thing was inevitable. Um, the Oregon's defensive um, performance against Liberty's offense was not inevitable. And is why I started out talking mm-hmm. about like, you know, Liberty's opening drive. Like I sort of appreciated it for being able to say, see, see, like they can do it. Like, um, a- and you know, you know, it's not, uh, people people go to this sort of cliche where Oregon you know the defense made adjustments that's not quite the accurate thing to do Oregon screwed up on one play um and they just didn't screw up again I don't really think that's appropriate to say calling that like making adjustments like in my mind making adjustments is you had a strategic choice to do a versus b and mm-hmm. and so you switched from the equally valid choice of doing a to the other equally valid choice of doing b that's mm-hmm. not really what happened here it was they knew what they were supposed to do they just screwed up on that one play and then they just quit screwing up so that that's not really making an adjustment it's just like they didn't do the dumb thing again. Right. Um, Someone so they adjusted their mindset. I, <laughs> I, su- I suppose. Uh, <laughs> the, but like, the, you know, but number one, I'll take a bit of a victory lap. Like I watched all of that, you know, Liberty film and like, it's the veer. It's not, it's not the same triple option that like service academies were running, which okay. is sort of the flex bone. Um, uh, uh, th- this is the veer which is a different kind of option it's much more wide open it's it's dependent on getting like explosive plays um and it was interesting actually when i published my article there were a couple of different people who like played high school ball in which you know the veer is quite prevalent um who were like hey when i was playing the veer like this is they always taught me like this is how you do it um and it was like yeah that that is how you do it and then like oregon went out and did that and so it was kind of curious to me how many different cusc teams like didn't get the memo (laughs) of like (laughs) how you stop this but anyway it's the 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 options i I mean liberty has more than this play in their playbook and in fact one of the reasons that they're so successful is that they don't just run this play that in fact out of the same formation they can run a couple different things and so if you're only stuck on doing this that's sort of how they screw you but setting that aside like their main structure of their veer play it always starts with an inside run um and they will hand it off to the inside if you don't put a guy outside right so if the so the structure of it is 
if you go inside to stop the inside run, then they go outside and then it's a pitch option. That's mm-hmm. the, the, the two, uh, you know, second options, you know, option two, option three is quarterback keep and then quarterback pitch to the, the, the guy, you know, either in the orbit motion or, uh, you know, the, 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 the tailback. Um, sorry, this is hard to illustrate without a whiteboard or some video clips, but anyway, the, uh, the the point is if you sacrifice a dude to the outside to take away the the outside runs which is where their bread is buttered it's where all of their big plays come from is to the outside mm-hmm. if you sacrifice a dude and just say okay i'm out of the play like mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, i'm just hanging out here to the outside to take your outside plays away so you have a light bo- or a lighter box to run into They'll they'll say, okay, you know, I'll, I'll, you know, thank you. I'll take you up on that bargain and we'll hand the ball off inside. Mm -hmm. And, and so then it's on you, the defense to stop that inside run with fewer dudes, which even against CUSA defenses like that's Liberty. I mean, they would get something because they, they had like big offensive. That was really Liberty's secret weapon was they just had big offensive linemen and they never got injured all year to like, I mean, like which good for them. I'm not saying like, gosh, gosh, darn them for not getting injured. I'm I'm just saying like, it was a a thing. Like it's somewhat unusual. They, 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 they noted it on the broadcast actually, that they were one of only eight teams in the FBS in which they had the same five starters on their offensive line in every single game. It's just unusual. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's, I'm just noting that it's unusual that that happened. Um, And so that they would, but it's still, even against CUSA defenses, it was their least effective play. Like, you know, they would only get about 40 yards of carry, you know, uh, 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 um, uh, running it up the middle, you know, like that. And so, and that was against CUSA defenses. And so Oregon was like, okay, you know, I understand what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to sacrifice a dude on the outside with a, you know, and then stop the run with our lighter box. And, but then like, unlike CUSA defenses who are a bunch of stick figures, we have like big fat dudes, right. Who all opted into the bowl game. And so they were stopping the run and like Liberty was getting nothing. And that's where the game was won. Like that's, or that's, that's why the game wasn't even close. I should say like, that's why the Mm -hmm. game wasn't a shootout between two offenses that couldn't be stopped. It was Oregon's offense that couldn't be stopped and Liberty's offense that could be stopped because Oregon's defense kept inducing the inside handoff and then stopping the inside handoff. And so it was like a good job, Tosh Lupoy for having, you know, figured that out. Uh, and B, you know, good job, Oregon recruiting and culture and, and player retention in general for having, you know, good run stoppers that, that were capable of doing that, which is not, which look, man, I I know there were a lot of like Oregon fans who were like sort of saying, Oh, that's no big deal. No, it is a big deal because those five offensive linemen, first of all, they played in every game. They had all that effect that I was talking about, about Oregon having 13 games to gel and that, you know, they were 13 games better than the beginning of the year. All that applies to Liberty too, right? 
you know, they they were 13 games bigger. And number two, that offensive line, they're big. All those dudes were like 330 pounders, right? Like that was their secret weapon is what I was trying to say. Like they're real big guys, you know, and their running back Quentin Cooley's really good running back, like really good. Um, like, like no joke. I think that guy could be in the NFL. Like he's a really good running back. Um, like that was their, you know, like, you know, and Salter, their quarterback's a hell of a scrambler. That was the other yeah. thing. Like, and they did a real, and so, so then I, I guess the other part of the equation that just to finish up, I know I've been talking for a while, uh, like, so then you stop the inside run, you stop the inside run. Now it's third and medium or third and long. And you, you, you got to shut down their, their passing game. Oregon was doing that, but that's what the mint defense is like built to do, right? Mm-hmm. Like the, the mint defense is built to do that. So you got to also stop the scramble. He's a really good scrambler. And that's where I was holding my breath. Right. Cause like, think about all the 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 quarterbacks against oregon who like oregon's put them in third and long and then that that slippery ass quarterback (laughs) scramble out of it you know the cam words etc well that's really you know if you want to like boy i've been talking for a while and and i finally gotten to the like the big takeaway for the game the 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 the, like boy if you really want to be excited about one thing you know from this game that that was like a difference in oregon's performance that like you you didn't necessarily expect to see but then they did and that was awesome and great and a great thing to take going forward it was that is that Caden Salter was one of the most elite scramblers that I like like unstoppable elite and like yes I know it was against CUSA defenses that's the kind of thing that scales man like you know remember that when we were talking about that with with Manson Adam like Mm -hmm. that is the kind of thing that scales um uh and like I was just like oh man he's gonna convert so many of those and Oregon's going to be like god damn it you know you got them in third and long and then you gave another one of those scrambly conversions but then they Mm -hmm. didn't like they actually that's it that's the takeaways like Oregon was actually doing a really 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 good job and I put multiple clips in my write-up article about it it's like look they did it they did it they did it they finally stopped a scrambly quarterback like a really good scrambly quarterback like and like one of them they did where it's like a double screen and and the salience of that is that you know there's one screen to the right side that Oregon shuts down by running like a third of their defense out to stop <laughs> that that screen pass Mm. Then there's another screen to the left side, which they stop by running the other third of their defense to that <laughs> side. So now like, oh, it's open up in the middle. Well, now the quarterback's going to run, you know, and then Oregon totally collapses on it and stops the, the the scramble, you know, for the conversion. I was just like, oh, my God, they did it. I was, <laughs> oh, my God, I was, I was, I put the clip in my articles. I was just jumping for joy. Like, that's the sort of thing that in the past like Oregon was totally yeah. giving up that conversion and now it was just like well time to do this all over again but like uh, yeah no and, and that there were multiple like it wasn't just a one-off like they were doing that all game long yeah. so like yes that was actually a takeaway that was not like you didn't that wasn't set in stone that was not inevitable you know that that was evitable <laughs> um, yeah <laughs> are there uh so obviously so much of the Ducks returned for this game, which is very cool to see. Very good sign of culture and stuff like that. Not that I would have blamed them for not playing, but it's very cool that, you know, Bonex wanted to come back and break some records and such. Um, but it, I, I know, you know, Poncho did really great out there. Yeah. Uh, Pleasant also had at least, you know, one highlight that was pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Is there anyone else you'd like to just kind of point out of like, oh, I got a little bit more tape on this guy or, or keep an eye out on this guy or, or kind of 
just uh oh yeah good ball performance uh uh you're talking about yapania ulu who's the mm-hmm. uh the true freshman center he had been rotating all year long at at the guard spots um but took over as the starting center because as you say uh, jackson powers johnson um opted out uh, for nfl prep uh you know certainly no bad snaps uh which is you know, with the number of snaps that we got out of this game, I'm comfortable saying like, you know, uh, uh, you know, don't, don't got to worry about him. You know, that that's a big enough data set that I'm like, okay, good. Um, he did grade out the worst among Oregon's offensive linemen, uh, in this game. Uh, but like, of course he did, Fair enough, yeah. um, you know, uh, not quite enough data to say, uh, about cause the center's job is, is blitz protections and, but Liberty didn't quite blitz enough in order for me to say, I mean, there's a couple bad blitz pickups in this game. In fact, one of the stall outs that Oregon, uh, um, the, the stall out, on the second drive um it's the the second drive uh, uh in which oregon goes three and out it's a successful run and then it's a throwaway and then it's a failed crossing route in which the pass is a little off target the the second down and the third down play both of those uh liberty uh blitzes and both of them they're not good blitz pickups mm. so I'm sort of like, I don't know, all these people who are like praising, you know, Poncho, I'm sort of like, I don't know, man, like maybe there's some work to be done there. Um, Keep an eye on that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Now he's a true freshman. Like, come on. Like, I'm not coming down on him like a ton of bricks. Going against an undefeated team, technically. You know, technically. And the other thing is that Liberty, like uh, they blitzed, uh, you know, a lot more in this game than actually their um, their season long averages, you know, indicated. Like we did not have a ton of film on Liberty's blitz patterns. That was actually Mm -hmm. something of a tendency breaker for Liberty in this game. So like you didn't have a ton of, uh, you know, film in order to study on on their blitz patterns. So like i'm i'm sort of give him a write-off uh you know on that uh but like and the fact that he's a true freshman starting in his first game you know like look i'm not trying to say like oh i'm worried about this or anything just that like i'll push back a bit on the folks who are like oh my god you know this guy's the greatest center ever like yeah it wasn't you know that there were some problems um so uh, the the let's see, um, we didn't see a ton of Jurian Dickey. I wanted to see more out of him. Actually, I, that was really the thing that I objected to in all the gamesmanship stuff is sort of like they could have pulled the starters in like the yeah. entire second half. And I could have gotten a lot of garbage time. Tez Johnson time. is that yeah. was at most single game, no single season receptions. He heard that. Yeah, I think he our single game. I was it single Tro- game because Troy, Troy, Troy Franklin wasn't playing. So, like, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's like, yeah, like, um, I, uh, I, I liked that they finally, you know, because uh, they they were throwing the ball to Gary Bryant more, which like all yeah. season long, I've been like, hey, Bo, could you please throw the ball to Gary Bryant? I think he's a really good receiver who like leaves receive uh, uh, defenders in the dust, and yeah. like, and he did exactly that, and I was like, see, you know, mm-hmm. um, oh, on Holden one. shined a bit, yeah, I yeah, um, yeah, there, there was uh. Uh, the one interesting note this is in my article um 
you may recall, Adam, when we were talking to, to John Manson, um, that we had a little back and forth about like who their best corner is, whether it was is Singleton or, or Marion Williams. Mm-hmm. And, and it was funny because like all the CUSA quarterbacks were throwing against number three Singleton and they were never throwing against number 26, who's more of their, like their, their single coverage, like man, like phantom dude. And it was really interesting. So like, and I had a ton of film simply because every quarterback was throwing against number three of like, this guy sucks. Like he, he keeps getting burned, but then the quarterback can't connect. And so it was like, I had tons of film in which the number three would get burned and then the quarterback would miss the pass. And I was just like, this is infuriating. (laughs) Meanwhile, I had a ton of film on number 26, like effectively covering. And so I figured that Oregon, you know, what I was going to see was, Oh, you know, they're just going to, they're going to do the same thing that all the CUSA teams did. They're going to throw against number three, except Bonix is actually going to connect. They didn't, they went after number 26 because number 26 was in single coverage with no safety help. And they just had better receivers who burned 26. Nice. Right. So like, you know, for the first time or not the first time, there were a couple of occasions during the, the season in which CUSA receivers burned 26, but it was rare. It was much rarer than number three getting burned. But that was the fun thing was in this game, Oregon burned 26. And then they because Liberty's structure didn't have the safe, they would play single high because they, they figured they only needed to help three. They didn't need to help 26. Mm-hmm. But turns out in this game they needed to help 26 because <laughs> Oregon's receivers were burning that dude and Nix was connecting with him and so like all of my all the film clips are of Oregon burning 26 and I was like wow I didn't see that one coming <laughs> but in hindsight I should have like it it totally makes sense if you believe your receivers can do that and they totally did so that That's was fun. awesome um and so that that's for all of them that's that's tez and that's bryant and that's um that's that's treshawn holden they all burned uh um the guy who in my opinion was was liberty's way better cornerback they did they just made him look silly Um, oh yeah so that you know that was that was that was interesting and surprising uh the, the the biggest the by far to me the biggest surprise of the game there you go well, um, I know these guys are surprised. Let's get one last shot of them. There we go. Oh, God. It's buggy. It looks like people you would actually beat up in, like, Arkham Asylum. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, it's it insane. Like, yeah. Do they have... It looks like NBCs in a video game. You're they right. truly do. And, like, to go out there confidently like that. And, and also just to, like, give, like, the fodder of, like, when you beat this team, you're gonna make fun of these clowns. Like, do, uh, it's so damn funny to me. Do they have like a manifesto or anything like that? I'm they sure got, they uh, fucking do, my man. They got any <laughs> conduct rules or regulations of what allows? Yeah, it's admittance? called the Bible, baby. Um, yeah. Um, so there we go, Liberty. We never have to talk about them again. Uh, one was last thing fucked. we have to talk about before we say goodbye here, though. Is we made some picks in the bowl game. Don't know if you oh, remember geez. that. That's right. Someone has them written down here and is about to reveal who the winner of the bowl bonanza is. Which, by the way, I added something. Something we've never done before. We're going to have three, like a, a contest every year. Us three, all right? Okay. It's going to be, you do your preseason picks. 
sure. whoever wins that, you know. And then that'd uh, be me. That was you, definitely. Regular season picks. That that's Hiffle Day. That was absolutely it. They wiped the floor with us. Yeah. And then we're gonna have bowl picks. These are all gonna be worth ah. one point. So it can either so it basically equals three-way tie. Either the, three-way tie. The way that you're framing this makes it sound like I, I got my ass kicked in bowl season. Well, <laughs> so it can either be a three-way tie or it can be someone wins. I which God I bless like the three-way tie. Yeah, no joke. So um Okay. No one we didn't do great out of uh mm. let's see four there's eight teams available. Nine technically we didn't choose the national champion uh ship. All of us chose Texas, so it didn't even matter. Um we were all wrong on Texas. We were all I feel like my reasoning for why Texas was gonna win in that oh, game yeah. like wound up applying to the next game though, yeah. which was that like that Washington's an incomplete team, and when they play a complete team, they'll lose. Like and they, they almost look, did technically like I mean they almost yeah. lost to Texas. <laughs> they shouldn't have, but yeah. Uh we all went with Boise State. Apparently, we had a little too much. Which they were yeah. gonna win until they decided to stop playing. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was bonkers. Um oh, I should point out that Aaron was super, super, super confident. The cosmos opened up to him and he yeah. said USC would win you were a hundred percent to hitler's credit he said i wouldn't be surprised if they won they blew the doors off lowville um huh. uh, with good old miller moss just <laughs> lighting them up uh yeah, yeah uh one exactly the logic that i said you know, yeah yeah that, like, no, that's true that the acc is just terrible and usc is gonna out athlete them you nailed that one you truly did i i should have um, just i I should have flipped. I, I should have just had the courage of my convictions. I was just like, well, math says I re-listened to the math. episode and you talked a lot more about, well, I could see Longville just being completely fraudulent. Like you talked a lot more about that yeah. than USC being bad. Yeah. Um, I was the only brave soul to choose Northwestern over the Utes, which was technically the, the closest or the I best game. I was hmm. honestly surprised by just how. I mean, I, I was. It was fourteen surprised. to seven Northwestern I mean, win, by the way, Aaron. Right, mm -hmm. which Terrible means game. which means the thing that I said, uh, like if you, uh, as you said, you you went back and listened to that podcast, as mm -hmm. I'm sure you re then recall, like I talked about how Utah's getting their defense back, and yeah. so therefore they're gonna, you know. And so therefore I'm not worried about Northwest from putting up points. And so therefore Utah should win in this game because like, that's what was missing from Utah during their slide at the end of the year. And so therefore I think that Utah will be, you know, back to their winning ways. Mm -hmm. And so like, yeah, limiting Northwestern to 14 points, like, which if you recall, one of their touchdowns was on a short field. So like, yeah, yeah. Um, like it was really just a complete offensive collapse, but like they yeah. had everybody in that game, that they i mean obviously they were out a, a whole bunch of dudes but like they were out the same whole bunch of dudes that they were out when they played usc and washington and all those other games in which they were putting up like 31 points or so mm -hmm. so like i don't like i mean andy ludwig is a clown obviously like yeah. you know but like you know i don't think northwestern really has that good of a defense just like utah like went to sleep like i don't yeah that was just i a, mean 
that was a hard game to watch. It was brutal. Yeah, yeah like that, that, they just really their offense just turned turned into total dead. Of, I mean, really, actually, now that I'm recalling, because I was go, I quickly went through my Twitter DMs because I was yelling at Greg about this. It's really their <laughs> offensive line just just humiliated themselves uh, because they they shuffled around their offensive line and it didn't work. And like Jim Harding, man, I guess I, I should quit yelling about Utah because Oregon's never going to see him again. Um, <laughs> I mean, they're off to the shadow zone, but like, yeah. <laughs> like there's. <laughs> There's another fraudulent offensive line coach that, yeah. that ought to be fired. Uh, is Jim Harding ought to be retained? Um, the only one that all there was two games that all three of us got correct, and that is the Oregon versus Liberty, duh, and Notre Dame pantsing Oregon State, yeah, which right. they yeah, very much did. Dear yeah. Lord, I mean, th but, that was I was almost feeling sympathetic to Oregon State because they were just I mean they didn't have anybody in that game like, I will say I would have been so because I've always been a Beaver supporter but uh fortunately like us leaving the Pac-12 and then me being on Twitter way too much and seeing the vitriol from Oregon State fans has helped me appreciate them what's about to happen to them a little bit more but um yeah i mean they're lashing out emotionally oh it makes i would do the same i would be furious if somehow yeah. oregon state decided to leave and it fucked us up yeah i would be absolutely i mean but... people are i mean it's bad behavior and people are always responsible for their bad behavior like understanding something is not the same as excusing it but like i understand it hurt people hurt people hit the day um that's Ooh, right. Adam! But in the end, in the end, it came. Did you talk about to, Cal, Texas Tech? I, I'm not bringing up everyone, but yeah, Cal certainly got their ass kicked by Texas Tech. Yeah, I, I think mean, I think that that was the three. Uh, we, all three of us picked Texas Tech over no, Cal. I chose no? Cal. Oh. I chose Cal. Adam's an <laughs> asshole like that. I should have chosen Texas Tech. I don't know what the hell. Yeah, I was duh. Uh, there's no way that Justin Will that Justin Wilcox team was going to end up like on a positive note above 500. Yeah. That wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Um, that, what that was essentially a, like 100 my logic was that yeah like, they I used up all of their goodwill getting to a bowl game and now it's time because it was like this is actually a pretty tight game you know but I just think that Joey McGuire is a better coach than Justin Wilcox and so he's going to pants him and that's and they what did. Happened. And I got to say, our interactions with the Texas Tech fan base this year, uh, I, I like them. I got to mm. say, I like those Hicks. Like, they, I love that they Big are. Big 12 fans don't like them. Mm. <laughs> I think that's why they're annoyed like by them. They're, they're like the wazoo of the, that. Exactly. <laughs> Where it's like the season like, isn't great, you, but they get enough upsets of like of yeah, someone which that, is why you like them from afar but yes. if you're if you're locked in prison with i mean them, if they were like, to beat right, right here like you hate yeah. them yeah <laughs> exactly if they were to beat us this year cool. i would fucking hate them yeah oh my god I it almost that. happened um, like if you're watching that. a movie rorschach is your favorite character yeah, if exactly. you're in prison with rorschach <laughs> you, like mm -hmm. you want to beat him up in the lunch line <laughs> exactly um what it all came down to though is Trailing, Hifliday got three correct picks. Adam got four. Wow. And of course, the winner of this year's Quack 12 Pick'em Challenge is Aaron. He got five <laughs> of them correct. Jeez. So well, with the preseason 12 and 0 correct picks. Wait, what, what was the game that four. differentiated? The game that did. Well, there's a couple. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. You yeah, I Hith. feel like me and Hith were pretty synced up this year. That's yeah. weird. Wow. 
it's it's really what it came down to is you chose Oklahoma over Arizona. Oh my god. And you chose Lawville over USC. I was that we you oh that Oklahoma I I, I was I remember this now. I was yep. furious watching that because Oklahoma should have won that game. They probably should have and then, and then it, was, it was the win. five turnovers. I mean yeah, yeah. I mean it was I mean it was a fun game. Like don't don't get me wrong, but it was like it was I was furious. It was it felt like a bad beat because Oklahoma couldn't stop turning over the ball. Like mm-hmm. if they it I mean it was what was it five turnovers to one that Arizona yeah, won the turnover margin? Like and I think I, I don't think that was a one score game because like the last turnover they wound up turning into points and so that turned into a two score mm-hmm. game uh game. But going but like, into the fourth, like I think yeah. Arizona was trailing, right? Like yeah. Yeah, it was I mean that was essentially a game that was like if Oklahoma turned over the ball one fewer time, like they probably win. It yeah. was like like Arizona needed every single one of those turnovers in order to happened. win, meaning that like I think my logic was correct, but like Jesus, Oklahoma, stop! Could you stop it with the turnovers? So I feel like that was a bad beat, but whatever. I mean, that yeah. it's funny. Aaron won. Oh, <laughs> it always well, is. <laughs> you know, I won the two easiest parts of the whole thing, dude. Mm-hmm. You went. You did something that is near actually impossible. You picked which seems 12 crazy out of twelve. Yeah, insane, <laughs> absolutely insane. That see, see to me, it seems crazy to not be able to get that because it's <laughs> well, such a well, simple sorry. thing to do. You oh, just say, okay. "Oh, that seems crazy that they would only win three games." Of did course, they'll get more than day? three. It's a really simple thing to do. Mm. Maybe you should. Uh... <laughs> Oh man! Well, Aaron, I do keep you're a champion. You're a champion. Okay, but here's what I keep thinking about Adam, and so we we I'm just like it's I super easy to. to just run the ball. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you just see the hole and you run through it. You nerd, yeah. just beat Washington. <laughs> Why didn't we do that? Yeah, just just beat Washington. Yeah, just yeah. kick the ball through the uprights. Stop Penix. That's all you got to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Aaron, we can end this with a with a victory. With a victory. Just have the that? referee throw the flag when there's an obvious foul. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just well, <laughs> that obviously hits the day. Just requires having enough money. That's yeah. all you really need. I mean, mm. that, why can't we just have enough money? money? Just have enough. Why don't these people just have enough money? Yeah. Uh, Aaron, what, what do Yo. you have to say to the listeners, to the loyal listeners that have now witnessed you win another Quack 12 challenge? Because hey, beat me in the past. Uh, you know, 11 and one, it sure was fun. See you in the spring. What's 11 and one? Our season. Oh, we went, we, we in went the regular season. In the regular yeah. Season. In the regular season. Oh, that's what I called. Oh, you're I right, said you're we were right, going to be, right. I said we were going to go 11 and one. We did. Ruin your rhyme scheme. I also said at the beginning of the season that I watched a TikTok where this fucking Joe Blow guy said that Washington was going to go all the way undefeated, and then they did pretty much. Okay, shout out TikTok. So, yeah, that guy, congratulations, because I believed you when you said it because you made a logical case, and then look at that. Uh, Anywho, that's it. That's it. I don't have anything to add. Yeah. I guess it was a fun football season, but I'm looking forward to basketball. I we're oh, we're talking yeah. about something wrapping up, but I'm looking at something unfold. Mm. March Madness. Let's get oh. into it. I'm ready. Let's go. 
Oh, I'm so freaking ready. Hit the day. Last last yep. Las Vegas uh uh Pac twelve uh you know mm. Pac-12 tournament, right? You know, That's you, true. right. You, you right. gotta go to like Indianapolis or wherever they it's gonna be, Fuck. you know, like man, I'm 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 really thinking of heading down for the you know, like I don't know, Altman Altman's gonna get the bigs back. Their Oregon's currently leading the the, the Pac twelve, oh. like Dude, I, I'm all chips in on this men's basketball team. I think yep. we've really got something special. Man, it's the, nuts. The, it's sort of like crying out to go to Vegas for the send-off. Ooh. Black 12 live in Vegas? Hmm? When Not is that. it? Yeah. We'll see. We'll in see. March. It's the sec- second second week of March. Oh, I've got plenty of frequent flyer miles. Hmm? Is Quack 12 going to Vegas? We'll see I'm what happens. Sin City. Uh, maybe. Finally, I can put some bets down on my wild oh, things. I believe in. Oh my god, let's really test this shit. Oh man, uh, hit the day. Thanks so much for hopping on. I think of some reason to have you on in the future. Oh, uh, that's that's, that's uh, all right, I gotta catch the flight. Get out of here. Right. Good talking to you guys. Bye. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Quack quack. We'll all see you next week. We've got a very special episode for you. Bye. Bye.